Hi everybody, it's Madeline. Whoa, we're back! Hi. <laughs> My goodness, uh, I forgot we did this. We do a podcast about Star Wars? Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, I guess when there's stuff to talk about, and there yeah. is certainly stuff to talk about now that we are four episodes into the new season of Mandalorian. Yeah. And there has been a new Lego holiday special. Yes. Which I know you're really excited about. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> no, but no, it was good. It just made me sad, but it was good. Oh, should we start there? Yeah. Why, why it made you sad? Just because, like, you know. I, <laughs> I love that we haven't done a podcast in, like, months, and we, we've launched into a new, new <laughs> episode with why Madeline is sad. Well, just because that's just my feelings about Star Wars right now. And then for a while, I was like, well... It's probably just like, you know, The Rise of Skywalker just came out and I need time for it to settle. And it's a garbage film. And, so, and yeah, that's going to happen. But now it's like, it's we're kind of creeping up on a year since it's released and I mm -hmm. feel no differently about Star Wars. Right. So part of me is like, I almost feel like maybe my feelings for Star Wars have changed forever because of that movie. And if that's the case, so be it. And, and you know, there's nothing I can do to change that. You know what I mean? Because... Right. I came out of that mess actively being like, okay, I'm ready for whatever's next. Just take me away from Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. But <laughs> there the hasn't been so anything sequel trilogy in general. And but there hasn't been anything that I've clung to the way I did the sequel trilogy. Like I like The Mandalorian, but I'm not crazy invested in it or like connected particularly to any of the characters so like come on you're so invested in baby yoda i know but but the way everyone is because he's a baby what i, I mean is i don't see myself right up there in, right. in like you did in with that Ray show. and you did yeah, and, yeah, and anyway and so like the christmas special was so good i think the people at lego every time they do a movie parody star wars or otherwise they always knock it out of the park it's always so funny and spot on and i always love that you can tell that it was it's it's done by fans it's by always fans. done lovingly it's done lovingly what i loved about it is how obviously like you say it's fans, but they know where the weak spots are. Yes, and they know yes. where the but that's fractures what I mean, are like, and they can poke fun at that's it. That's what I was gonna say. Like it's it's poking fun, but not in some like really intellectual like or a mean we're way. above it. You no, know, yeah. exactly. It's, it's like, just like we're all we in love this it, together. but we all recognize right. that <laughs> exactly. this these couple of aspects, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um which I assume you, you know. Like they took a couple of shots in the holiday special, but I assume, you know, 20 years from now, we'll be able to joke about Tross the same way that they were with the prequel trilogy stuff. And oh again, they God. took a couple of shots. Like uh, my favorite line, the Palpatine line was like, like when Darth, somebody was like, uh, and then Darth Vader throws you into the reactor mm -hmm. and nobody comes back from that. <laughs> <laughs> that right. that made me laugh. Right. So there were a couple of things Great in there shots. that were like... Well, my favorite... I, I don't know my favorite because I, I had a bunch of guffaw moments yeah. watching it. I mean, yeah. We watched it together and, you yeah. know, I was like beside myself. One, the one, one of the ones that made me laugh the hardest was Obi-Wan banging his head on the table about how boring trade disputes oh, were. Oh, yeah. I mean... Talk about it across the bow shot. At yeah, that I know. Was, that was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I thought the the Lego holiday special was really well done. And the only parts of it that I didn't enjoy had nothing to do with the creation of it. It's just the nature of how that Star saga Wars ended. Right, right. And um, I guess it just made me sad because I was like, 
it was just such a, I guess, a heavy reminder of how alone they left Ray at the end of that movie and like the burden they left her with at the end of that movie. Right. That's how I felt. I was like, we're watching her have to- Really? That's funny that you, I'm glad we're talking now because like I, I would have suspected you had a, I, I expected that, what you're talking about, yeah. but I thought there would be something else that bothered you more. Uh, well, no. No, <laughs> that, well, that's what, that's there what were I find other interesting. Things, there were other things that bothered me, but none, nothing bothered me more than that. Nothing bothered me more than having to watch Ray go on yet another adventure with a droid. And it's like, I, not that I have right, a problem was... with a droid, but but it was like, we. I feel like we spent all this time watching her connect to other people and then and i know that whenever i say things like this i feel like i can even just like hear the frustrated sighs on the other end of mm. wherever this is going out right. because it's not just a like a Raylo thing of like me liking them as a couple i but you know a big part of why i liked them as a couple was because ray and ben were the balance they took the big burdens off of each other and mm -hmm. they shared it you know what i mean yeah. and and that's kind of why i was like it was kind of just sad because i was like it was great when they got to problem solve together and share in this burden of like nobody being understands what this feels right, like right. exactly being a dyad a being this super powerful person that tons of people are relying on, even if you yourself are doubting yourself and your own ideologies. And like, they, they found that comfort within each other. So then obviously she had it ripped away in the last movie. And, <laughs> but that just made me sad because I was like, Oh, she has to like, like, cause I guess her conflict in the movie is worrying about whether or not she was training Finn um, okay, being okay. a good master or whatever. Point. Okay. See, you're already like three levels deep on this thing, and it's a Lego movie, yo. I know, a, I know it is. I know it is, but it Lego doesn't movie. matter. It doesn't matter because it's still like, I know it's not that serious, and I know it's a Lego holiday movie, but it's like I can't even enjoy it because they're I'm trying like, to like find a skeleton to hang this kind of base a trope of her going through time to go to I know, all the different I know. movies so they can make fun of them. I know that's literally why it exists. I know. I agree. And I don't think it's that serious, but it's just like, it's just so marred now that I like can't. Well, it's funny what I was going to say. This is the thing. Like, I, I, I expect, like I said, I expected that reaction from you. But I thought because of your affinity for Ben Solo as yeah. a character, it's funny because you've brought me around on this because I was never, I, when the trilogy for sequel trilogy happened, you know, I think obviously Kylo Ren is very interesting. Ben Solo as a character is amazingly nuanced and interesting, etc. I never had a strong connection to him. Mm -hmm. Certainly not the same way you did. Mm -hmm. But so it was so funny watching that and watching it with you and Olive and hearing you guys be so disappointed when like Ben comes in and then how they kind of dismiss him at the end as it's funny because all the characters are together at the end, but Ben's not. Yeah. And it's yeah. so weird because it's like, He's like, the whole main character, but, or but, at least he should be in the in the kind of you know firmament of the Star Wars universe. Like, who is more important than this kid? Yeah, but also, you know what it is? That's interesting. You know why I wasn't upset about that? Because I knew that was going <laughs> You've to happen. Been I was. To I wasn't. Right? I'm not stupid. Like, even since the Rise of Skywalker came out, it was funny. Um, I don't know if you remember, but there was that whole thing where obviously. 
like the Ben Solo fandom is very large and, right. and inevitably it's going to include some people that are maybe a bit more feverish than <laughs> others, maybe a bit more a misguided. Right. And so there were a lot of like campaigns to like bring him back or whatever. Yeah. And so for like a couple of months on the Star Wars official Twitter, all of the replies were like, bring Ben Solo back. Mm. Nothing I should add disrespectful or rude. It would just right. be like, if we get this to like 300 retweets, can you bring Ben Solo back and like pictures of him? Which is right. like, you know, it's like annoying, but, and, and misguided, but it's right. harmless. And yeah. it's just probably kids. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, of course. Anyway. Um, and Madeline 3000 times herself. So but, you know. <laughs> the Star Wars social media manager, whose name is escaping me now. Is it Michelle? Something like Started that. With an M, I remember yeah. Um, anyway, I just remember on her personal account, her being like um those all count as like negative engagement because it has nothing to do with what we're tweeting or like whatever um and and since the rise of skywalker came out they have pivoted so fast and so i don't know hard to cater Any, to no no, no anything to cater, other than Raylo. any and not even Raylo. anything other than the sequel trilogy yeah. they post about the originals and the prequels the prequels have like a huge fan base yeah. online and they post about those trilogies all oh, the time crazy. and like nothing they about the sequel had a, trilogy they had a tweet uh, just a tweet uh was it yesterday or two days ago it was literally just padme yeah at the lake yeah in Italy, yeah which is like you know it's yeah. not Italy, Maybe but it's really it's natalie portman in Italy, in costume. Yeah. And that was it. That was the tweet. Oh, um, you know, uh, Padme looking whatever on the lake. It's like, what is this content? What are you doing? I know, but that's what I'm saying because they know that they're going to get so much quote unquote positive engagement engagement from those fans that that's all they post about now. Which is like whatever. My Ray point or is, ben, it'd be like, oh, Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars. It, like, it, that's my point. Like, if they post sequel trilogy right. stuff, the comment section is like a war zone, yeah. and it's like not even people fighting each other, but the mm. replies are so divided, and they mm. don't want them to look like that because right. the replies are either like, oh my god, yes, Ray Skywalker, whatever, or right. it's like Ray nobody, or like you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And and so like from a corporate perspective, I understand, but my point is this is all indicative of how they feel about the sequel trilogy right now. And so I wasn't surprised by a lot of the things that otherwise would have disappointed me in the special. So like Ben not really getting to be Ben Solo and them only using him as Kylo Ren, that wasn't a surprise. No, you knew that was gonna be the way. That's just the way that I knew that they were going to do it. Like that's the way that marketing wise, they decided to go. Um, and like, I remember they didn't, there was only one interview about this special and in it, they were like, yeah, we got Kelly to voice Rose Tico, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Rose plays a big role. She actually ends up being the hero of the whole thing. (laughs) Of course we watched it and that's not even close close to to true. She has like three lines again and Rose. She had more than three lines. You know what I mean? More than three lines. You know what I mean? More than three lines. You know what I mean? Let's be accurate here. She has a couple of lines and she doesn't, Rose does not play a she big pivotal role. most certainly is not the hero. Yeah, and she Let's does not, <laughs> not the hero, but she doesn't do anything. Right. She just, you know what I mean? And neither I do know. like Poe or Finn, like they're all kind of sidelined, which is just the point of, they okay. had a lot to do. Hey, hey, but, hey, for, wait, wait, wait. If we're going to do sidelines here, can I just say, really momentarily, the, whoever did Poe's voice, phenomenal. 
like whoever did Ray's voice, absolutely. Oh, Ray's voice was amazing. So close. Whoever did Finn's, Finn's voice, voice was terrible. Whoever, okay, I don't blame. <laughs> I don't blame the actor. Whoever you are, uh, you, you're working. You're yeah, doing your thing. Great I blame job. the cast. Great job, buddy. Whoever Casting. cast you needs to be fired. Yeah, I like, know. I agree. Yesterday, holy cow! I, I think, like, I could go on the streets of New York and pick out. A random dude on the street <laughs> and find someone who could do Finn's voice I better know. than whoever did it. I agree. <laughs> I thought special, the same thing. The Lego special for for a, a huge endeavor for Disney and Disney Plus yeah. and Lucasfilm. I mean, anyway, what are we doing? Point being, I've like there are a lot of things that I think a year ago I would have been disappointed by, but by now I'm so conditioned that I'm just like there, yeah. I know what yeah, they're yeah. doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, all of you people that were really disappointed about Kelly Marie Tran here's not an opportunity being in the movie. To be more no, not, not even that, but we're gonna here's make you think that there's yeah, a reason yeah. to watch this, and then we're gonna not follow through on here's it. A Surprise! Yeah, like yeah. I, it's just that's the nature of Lucasfilm right now is we're going to try to please everybody and just please nobody, and we're What's, not gonna have any conviction. Okay, so here's I'm of two minds, right? I'm of two minds, and we're and, and dear listeners, we will get to Mandalorian which I know mm-hmm. is what most people want to hear because that's the newest fun thing. Uh, and the latest episode is baller last two episodes actually yeah. been baller. But, um, but before we get there, I do want to, I, I just kind of want to touch on the fact that star Wars has this amazing universe to explore. And I do think the movement is afoot inside Lucasfilm to explore it. Yeah. They are obviously I don't want to say dragging their feet, but they want to pick their spots and they want to get the next step right, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. Whatever the next movies are, we have no idea what that might be, what spaces they're going to explore. We've heard people being signed, people developing things. We have no idea what will be next. I have zero doubt that they want to open the palette, right? Um, I'm very excited about this what was funny is that when it was first reported about the all the, the female yeah. led storyline, whatever, at first it sounded like it was alternate reality. Yeah. Like literally like alternate timeline. But now with the latest interview with the director or creator, it sounds like maybe not alternate, but it is like a separate timeline. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. But that's the kind of thing that if you're in a galaxy far far away yeah. a long time ago etc cetera, etc cetera. holy shit you have a wide you have yeah, an open I invitation i know there's you are literally and also, only by the way, limited by your imagination i know and also by the way that applies to genre as well star wars it doesn't always have to be like a change of setting and character you can tell different types of stories too well, and see, it's that's like, what's interesting is i i do think that and i'm not going to pin it solely on Kathleen Kennedy, but I do think she is stuck in, it has Has to to feel like Star Wars. Well, not even action adventure in the sense of like, that's what we got to make, but it has to feel like Star Wars. And if you do get into a character driven movie or TV show, that ain't going to feel like Star Wars. Yeah. And it's because Kathleen came up obviously with Lucas, with Spielberg, etc. She is steeped in my, a way of working. I know, I know. You know what I mean? My thing, and I know it's not going to happen, I'll probably be 80 before this happens, <laughs> but I think what Ryan Johnson, and here we go, Ryan Johnson <laughs> began and what he did in The Last Jedi is he changed 
the that phrase of like it doesn't feel like Star Wars. He yeah. changed what feeling like Star Wars could even could mean possibly because exactly. that movie does totally not feel like any other in the whole saga, but it still feels like Star Wars to me. Like, and I, and you know what's so funny? This is when I first well, saw The Last Jedi, I didn't like it. The first time I saw I know, it, I didn't I like it I because I was like, it we doesn't feel out. like the last one I watched. Yep. And then I had this like or weird, any of them, really. exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then I had this weird hankering where I was like, I really miss being in the world of that movie. So right. I went and I saw it again. And then I was like, wow, I really kind of liked it that time around. And then, yeah. and then it, and I saw it eight times ultimately. At this point, I wasn't even a huge Star Wars fan, but it was because I, it was the first time this has ever happened to me in my life. And it's why it made such a big impression. It was the first time in my life that I came home and I missed being in the world of the movie. I missed the universe. I missed the imagery and I wanted to jump into the screen and just be in the world. And it's like, it, it, it happened for me in that movie because that movie doesn't feel like Star Wars. It feels like something new, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean it's not fantastical or imaginative or a galaxy far, far away. It just means that it's not the same old, same thing right. that yeah. is for some people, but you're also closing, I think, a big chunk of people who maybe the world hasn't opened to yet. Like yeah. that movie feels like Star Wars to me, you know? I, no, I, I, well, yes, that's how you were brought into Yeah. What's funny, it's like the movie that feels the least like Star Wars for a lot of people who grew up with yeah, it, like yeah. myself, um, feels the most like Star Wars for you. And it opened a palette for mm -hmm. storytelling, for relationships within the universe, the galaxy, whatever, um, in a way that I think is really positive. But this is something you and I will never see eye to eye on. Yeah. And it's very much kind of the genesis of this podcast. This idea of generationally, how people approach or come to Star yeah. Wars. Like, and I understand like there will but always the be differences, is, but my point, my original point was the palette is so wide. Yeah, but you that's what I'm saying. You're not limited everyone. by, you're not limited by the saga that is supposed to be digestible yeah. to everyone anymore. Yeah. That's why I think with the, I these new TV shows, it's like the Mandalorian is great and I really like it. But yeah. I am like, they were trying to do the same thing of like, we want this to be for everybody. We mm -hmm. want everybody to like this and for this to be digestible for everybody. And I'm like, you have a really interesting opportunity now to, I think, make more niche shows like the HBO of Star Wars. You can now go into these like mm -hmm. things that maybe don't get as big of a viewership, but tell have these really, really interesting stories. Tell really interesting stories. And also you're, you're going to get a really dedicated like cult fan base yep. for these shows that maybe do something different, make sex in the city, but Star, but Star Wars, and you right. will get a really niche, well, cult, dedicated fan base. All I ever you know? wanted in uh, in this life as I got older was Deadwood, like set in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm never going to quite get that, but damn, if Mandalorian doesn't get close, you I know? know, it's like it's close to it. But that sense of you can tell any story on this canvas. And it's like, I like to your point. I love this idea of, yeah, create these, these kind of niche shows, niche relationship shows. Um, what, they don't even have to be relationships. They can be like feuding households, whatever. Yes. Like it could be, it could literally be anything. And you can put it on this tapestry of Star Wars yeah. and people are going to connect to it yeah. because you've already got this built in kind of thirst for this universe that you've created. 
right? And that's where I think the blinkering at Lucasfilm really gets in the way. And mm -hmm. again, I understand we're in a very big transitional period when yeah. it comes to how Lucasfilm approaches Star Wars, how they're bringing it to Disney Plus. Disney Plus is obviously where things are going to happen yeah. in the future. Yes, movies will be made, but Disney Plus is where you can make like we've got this Cassian Andor thing that's sitting out there. We've got Obi-Wan that's sitting yeah. out there. Like who knows if these things even ever get made. But this idea of now is the time to, you've brought so many people under the tent, so to speak, speak to all of them. You don't just need, to, this is like, this is a perfect opportunity to segue into the Mandalorian because what I love about the Mandalorian is Yes, it is set in a time period that has not been explored before, but it is very much, okay, we are going to throw everything in the kitchen sink that anyone who grew up with the original yeah. trilogy is going to connect with, is going to recognize. And Mike Ryan, who writes about Star Wars really, really well on the internet, um, I, I, he follows me on Twitter, I follow him. He's really smart about it. He put it perfectly in a tweet where he was like, sometimes the Mandalorian just feels like, you know, a bunch of kind of older 40 somethings got together and got together all their Star Wars toys from when they were a kid and said, how can we put all of this into a show? How can we put all this into one episode? Yeah. Sometimes that's kind of what it feels like. And it's like, it never distracts from the story no, for me. And I think that's a, that's <laughs> a credit. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I don't understand. But that's a credit to John Favreau because yeah. I think he do, they do a really good job of making it make sense within the story framework of the story but damn if i don't notice it every single second yeah. whether it's that first episode where we've got a gamorian guard or mm -hmm. whether it was you know the last episode of the first season where they have the troop transport come on and my i'm telling you my every geek who grew up in the 70s and 80s had that troop transport it was never seen in the original trilogy it's never been seen on screen mm -hmm. at all and then to have John Favreau go, hey, remember this toy? Yeah. Here it is in the TV show. It's like, I get it. I yeah. love it. But that's not, it's kind of, in, to bring it in 30,000 foot view, Lucasfilm in general, George Lucas himself, loves to say over and over and over again, you can pull any quote from the last 30 or 40 years of them talking about a special effect without a story is a really boring thing. Yeah. A callback without a story is a really boring thing. I'm all for connecting to the universe that we all grew up with. We meaning the older generation in the seventies and eighties, but like we've already proven with the prequel trilogy, you can have all the special effects yeah. in the world, but if you don't have great dialogue and great acting and great story, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're going to make films that are hard to watch. Yeah. You know, so they had this amazing opportunity. Hey, why don't we make, Good movies, yeah, just happen to be set in this universe, yeah. and I don't think there's a better yes, example yeah. than uh, the reboot or the reimagining that James Bond went through when Daniel Craig came on board. Because you watch, I'm talking any James Bond film prior to Daniel Craig's first Casino Royale, almost all of them are hard to watch. I mean, hard to watch, and I'm not just that. talking of the moment. I'm not talking about like when they came out. I'm talking like you go back and you watch it. Like, like this is a timeless piece of movie making. No, yeah. they are hard to watch. And then all of a sudden they went, oh, hey, what if we just made a good movie? Yeah. Rather than some campy thing where guys yeah. are flying in jetpacks and right. shooting whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. 
people actually, yes, it's in the framework of a spy movie, and they're right. But this, okay, this is what but I'm saying. It's a good movie. The the templates I think already exist for things that I think would work amazingly well in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. We just need somebody to have the balls, have the balls to pitch to, it and to, do it. The balls to greenlight. I, I yes, that's true. that's the thing. My idea is. I have been this year during quarantine, I got really, really, really into scandal as my dad, (laughs) as my dad knows, I'm so into scandal. I'm on my second rewatch right now. It's so good. (laughs) Carrie Washington has changed the way I carry myself. (laughs) She's amazing. But there, there is something to be said for like this, like really like this half international super spy half, like, political drama with like this love triangle like there's a lot happening in that show yeah. that i'm like this could be a star wars this show. could be a star wars you know show. what i mean it absolutely during during the Thousands days of the senate there could be some amazing political drama with like great characters funny dialogue like but a lot of like stakes and like just somebody go watch that show and copy and paste it, but set it in well, the Star Wars universe because it's so good and it could so work. What's funny is that there's there's hints of that in the Clone Wars in the animated show. Right, it's just like, not. It's not it's, fleshed it's out. It's not, not a live action, and thing. it's also a, you know they're targeting I think a younger demographic yeah, course, within that show, yes. obviously. But that's my. Uh, other... But that's what I'm saying. It could be like fucking sexy and not for kids. But that's my point. Yes, <laughs> a thousand percent. Like. I understand when George made it originally and he reiterated that when he made the prequels Mm -hmm. and he kind of dumbed it down this way. Oh, it's a movie for 12 year olds. It's a movie for 12 year olds. Like, okay, fine. It was, it doesn't mean it has to be going forward. You can make adult themed films and I'm not talking, you get your mind out of the gutter people, (laughs) but like you can make things with mature kind of, yeah ideals and uh, you know, storylines and, and who's to say a 12 year old would love scandal no just kidding, <laughs> okay, <relax. laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but like that's yeah that to me is like it's not a missed okay. opportunity okay yet, i'm just gonna say this and then i'll stop talking about it and i'll it. leave it alone but go. where i am in my rewatch right now olivia pope has been kidnapped and the president is in love with her and the she's been kidnapped by the accomplices of the vice president the vice president wants to go to war because he thinks it would help him launch his like candidacy for president right this is something that could happen in star wars a i don't know percent. like somebody some big big senate power player gets gets kidnapped gets kidnapped some huge politician is in love with her or him and nobody knows and then they're being blackmailed this is a storyline that could work i don't know i can't write i think i think what (laughs) i'm really trying to say is they need to get in touch with shonda rhimes because she (laughs) i think that's what they're missing but anyway about the mandalorian specifically let's get to the mandalorian um, this season, so far, I've been enjoying. I think that it's taught me more than anything that I get really, like, I kind of zone out when Baby Yoda's just, like, not in the scene. <laughs> and it's like, I See, thought... I'm the exact opposite. No. I'm the exact opposite. I thought maybe for a while that I really liked the show and that Baby Yoda was my favorite part of it. But now that I'm watching it this season, I'm like, no, I'm just kind of mostly interested when he's 
like literally in the scene and he doesn't even have to be doing anything like it could be all up to the mandalorian but baby yoda's just like in the bag and i'm just more interested because <laughs> the stakes are higher just knowing that he's there because i'm right. like you know what i mean well because here's the thing with what's amazing to me about baby yoda and like his kind of insertion into the world he doesn't exist in the sequel trilogy like we don't ever hear about him i know see him. well he probably and got slaughtered by well, the knights of ren <laughs> but here's the thing though <laughs> so we sorry to burst your bubble and we don't obviously ever hear about him because he hadn't been born yet during the original trilogy yeah. or they say he's 50 years old so he was alive but we've never heard of him so his fate is unknown that's true you know what i mean so it's like i know he could literally die on any episode i know and i'd be like I don't ever expect that to happen because no. it's a Disney show, but it could. I think my my sort of expectation is they're going to use the excuse that they just age really slow and that during the sequel trilogy, he's like 13. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. That's what I would expect. I would expect them to be like, he's not even close to being ready to be a Jedi. He's right. just, he still has force powers, but he's like 12. That's sort of the route I would go if I were them in terms of explaining it, if they even do or, explain it. Or he's dead. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, we can't tell Olive that ever because she will lose no. her mind. But also, I just don't think that's what they're going to do. I don't either. Yeah. But, it, okay, so here's my thing with season two so far. Um, absolutely fucking adored episode three and four. Yes, yeah, same. The um, Bryce Dallas Howard episodes are always my favorite. Oh, she's, she's so, so good. good. She's so good. Uh, she should be directing more all of, of it. them. All <laughs> yeah, of it, really. Although uh, I will funny. say, I know Carl Weathers' episode thing. was great. Yes, it was. Episode four was. I great. know that it's his thing, but the John Favreau episodes are always my least favorites. I feel like they never move the plot along. It's well, always some I, fucking here's, side here's show my, that I'm not this interested is my, in. This is my guess: is that he takes those specifically because that's what they are. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. they are the sidetrack right, yeah. slash setup episodes. So he's like, all right, I'll, I'll take these guys. And then he gives the like there's penultimate way, interesting episodes to the yeah. other people. There's just way too many of them. Yeah. There's well, and this is, I was talking them. to someone the other day. You know, it's very clear that the story that they are telling, whatever the arc is of Baby Yoda, the Mandalorian, etc., the arc itself could be told probably in a season and a half. Yeah. But they are I going agree. to milk it for probably four seasons yeah, maybe three if we're lucky in the sense of not dragging it out but yeah probably four seasons yeah but that's why you get things like the first two episodes yeah. and look i love the frog lady she was brilliant i love we have it. to talk about that controversy we do oh, controversy. do we have to yeah because say, i have something to say because i'll say some things that i know will not be popular but i know so will um, i but so it's like I understand like you're going to have those episodes, but because they need to drag it out and it is a tentpole, not yeah. only this is the other problem, not only for Lucasfilm and Star Wars, but for yeah. Disney plus the platform. Yeah. Like this yeah. is. Oh my God. Disney plus driver. has no originals that I mean, people are interested in besides are, this. Like, don't exist. I know. Besides this show, they have I mean, absolutely. The right nothing. stuff is watchable and I've enjoyed it. I don't it. even know what that is. That's it's a well, it's not a remake of the movie, but it's it's based off of some of the original NASA stuff, like guys going okay. Whatever, like. Well, anyway, regardless, 
you should watch it. It's good. Okay. But anyway, but that's it. Like Mandalorian. Yeah. Huge temple, not yeah. just for but Lucasfilm, also until 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 exactly until oh. Star Wars has literally anything else coming out, <laughs> the Mandalorian is their only thing. Yep. Because Tross was such a fucking Shit dumpster show. fire, yeah. they act like it doesn't even exist. As they and should, that, uh, which exactly that's the route I would take too, <clears throat> because that was met with such like critics hated it, audiences hated didn't it. like right. it. It's like. <laughs> what are you going to do except pivot to this huge phenomenon that you guys have kind of stumbled upon with, well, it's so with, funny. with it's the Mandalorian. Like, but it's like, it's until not Mandalorian, it's baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. Right. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, I'm like, un until they have something new to promote and not even yeah. promote something else that sticks the landing the way this has, yeah. which is very like, I don't precarious. know. I don't know if I'm gonna say the Cassian Andor series is going to land the way baby Yoda did. No, know? but the Obi-Wan series might. If yeah. they get, they start getting in uh, some of the aspects of Solo. Oh, Maybe. male baby. Maybe. Can't Maybe. wait. Can't wait. Yeah. If I mean, I say that, but then if Kira ever came back, I'd be like, oh You'd my like, God. Oh, God, I love this show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. So they, they're just kind of riding the coattails. And of, I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, it's frustrating when i'm also like why can't baby yoda use the force more this season the only thing we've seen him do is take a packet of macaroons away from this kid <laughs> and i'm like last last great, season though. we saw him like lift a rhino by now uh, and yeah, i'm getting sorry. a little frustrated not frustrated yeah, i'm not getting frustrated i'm not it's getting star frustrated wars. it's literally no star no, no, no. Wars. that was the wrong that was not the that was the wrong wording not frustrated but i am kind of getting a little like Baby Yoda is so cute, and I totally want him to be used as awesome uh, as possible. At, not even that, but like comedic relief. Right. Totally use him that way. It's amazing. It's perfect. That's what he's there for. When he's got but his also, arms up in the air yeah, when Mandalorian's yeah, yeah. like fighting the Tie Fighters in his last up. episode, <laughs> yeah. it's so great. But also, it's like he he, as was emphasized in the mm. first season, has these incredible powers, and like is this kind of enigma to the mandalorian and i think you guys should use him as a plot point as well you know what mm, i mean yeah, like yeah. like use well, him as a thing. character they like, will that's the that's what's so but th to me and that brings us back to that's what's so frustrating it's like so the when we last left our heroes yeah. like you go off of the end of season one with goff midian goff midian mm. moff gideon, gideon having the dark saber and yes. you're like holy shit he's got the dark saber and then you don't even mention the dark saber until episode three. Yeah, I know. I forgot season. it even was a thing. Like, it's so annoying. I know. It's beyond annoying. Timothy Oliphant, what's his name? Oh, he was good yeah. though. He's I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that's having him back. Yeah, just because he's good looking. Yeah, I know. yeah. That's but that's my point. It. Like that whole episode, literally, Mandalorian walks in, goes, "Why are you wearing that armor? I, say, I got this armor." And then Mandalorian shoots him, takes the armor. That's the episode. I say that we don't I think, need this whole thing with the dragon. I also think we should recast Cara Dune at from as Timothy. Like nobody will even notice. There's a kind of the same true. character. They They're are, both marshals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that from now on, Cara Dune is played by Timothy Oliphant, <laughs> and that's just and no, and we don't even address it. Um, I like it. So to talk about Frog Lady, oh God, I have some things to say. I have some things to say. I love. So wait, wait. So lay out for people what the controversy. Okay, was. in case you missed it, there was a controversy. Controversy, controversy. about 
baby Yoda eating the frog lady's eggs. And I'm going to say two things that I'm not sure, maybe it's controversial and maybe not. I disagree. This is rarely happens. I think I follow a lot of like-minded consumers of Star Wars. And usually I agree with what most people say on my timeline. This time around though, I did not agree. Everybody was getting their panties in a freaking twist (laughs) being like, she said this is her last chance to have babies. Like yet another example of Star Wars using like mothers and women as the punchline or like whatever. I'm like, first of all, she's a fucking frog. So let's take it down a notch. Second of all, there were like a hundred fucking eggs in that thing. Maybe not a hundred, but there were enough eggs that if he fucking snacked on one or two, she's not going to like not you Lose know her bloodline and I'm, I, I felt like I, it fun. felt like some weird like I was it was like watching like the Star Wars version of people being pro-life like I was like <laughs> those eggs are not fertilized it's okay <laughs> if he eats them like it this is not he's not eating some live thing you know what I mean I'm just so it's glad we're on the same page here because I was really ready to go to war because no, I thought you would be no I think it's end. I don't think I think it's stupid and I think in the show it's beyond fucking stupid you I know, know why it's a fucking space opera people i I think no no but here here we go this is where this is where i think i'm gonna be also controversial is because in one of the articles that i saw that was covering this whatever this is this discourse somebody was like they the in the headline they were like people said baby yoda committed genocide or like whatever oh my fucking god but i'm like now this is where i get mad because i'm like I may not agree with the people who were upset about Baby Yoda eating the eggs, and I think that they're being a tad ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but I hate it when people take the complaints of, like, fans or specifically female fans and then act like they said it was genocide. Like, they they take the most fucking outlandish part, probably from some nobody, and Mm -hmm. not the consensus of the argument at all, to try and frame the entire group of people who feel that way as these, like, crazy, like, insensitive, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, whoa, 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 like, yes, I disagree with these people, but can we not, like, have this, like, weird false equivalency? Like, they weren't saying it was fucking genocide, and, like, saying that, it was, like, uh recently what's his face so annoying pablo hidalgo yeah he had some of his tweets leaked where he was saying like people are so stupid thinking that ray like ends up on that desert planet alone or like whatever something like that and it's like you would like to think that the people who are upset about that are so fucking stupid that they think she's just going to live there forever by herself by herself Mm -hmm. it's like no we're upset because that is a thematically poor bookend to her story. She started on a desert planet alone and it ended alone. I love that we could talk about like trade disputes on Naboo and you will always bring it back to rave. She was robbed. No, no, but it's true. You can take anything in the Star Wars universe. It's because I'll never be over it. But I'm no, but I'm just saying it's It's the same thing. It's like, stop pretending that these people are stupid and like making up these like incredibly like obtuse arguments that most people aren't even saying you know what i mean it's like no, i hear you i hear you my thing is like okay is that your like prism that you're viewing it through i understand mm-hmm. and i understand it might be sensitive for you yeah 
but give me a fucking break. Yeah. Are you serious right now? You know what? In the middle of a fucking pandemic where 300,000 fucking people are dead in this country. I know. Like the, the, I'm sorry, the fantastical frog ladies eggs I know. have been eaten by the puppet. I know. You're upset? <laughs> are you fucking high? Are you viewing this on acid? Like, I know. What the fuck? I, you know what I said too? I was like, part of what bothered me too about people being upset about it is I'm like, we have to fight such an uphill battle to be respected within like our, our, our being offended at things that are just fucking baseline. Like right. we have to like fight. Like being human. We have, being human. we have to fight uphill being like Kelly Marie Tran probably should have had more lines and we just get fucking blown back on. And I'm like, it takes so much work to establish any fucking shred of credibility right. with Lucasfilm or the fandom of us being like, women should have more of a voice, hire more women. It takes so much time and so much effort. And I know because I've been doing it for three years and it <laughs> never works. And it's like, we have to work so fucking hard. This is not the hill we want to die on, okay? And you know, <laughs> and you know, because of this, for the next how many, uh, any years, oh, I'm it's the frog lady. Exactly. Again. I'm right. going to be like, this was not fair to this female character. And I actually think I'm going to say something like, it's sad that in the comics, Leia always talked about having a grandchild and she never got to have one and blah, 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 blah. And then I'm going to get, oh, it's the people that were upset that baby Yoda ate an egg. It's like, I'm going to have to fucking deal with this shit every <laughs> single time I have a legitimate argument now because all of you fucking feminist Star Wars fans decided this was the flag the you wanted to play. The lady eggs were the like, line in the sand. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I actually, I was surprised because I, I very rarely disagree with the majority. Right, and you know right, who right. came out and agreed with me today? Who's that? Jake Tapper. So I know Are I'm on serious? the right side of it. Yeah. He tweeted <laughs> and he was like, I thought it was funny. <laughs> it, was, it was. That's the other thing. It that's was funny. the other thing. That literally that group that is upset yeah. about Baby Yoda eating those fucking eggs. And by the way, I cringed. I wasn't just like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, oh, no, ha, ha. You know, like, it wasn't, it was supposed to be, like, I think an uncomfortable, like, ha, 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 ha. But here's like, the thing. I, it's here's just not thing. real. Here's <laughs> the thing. The people that were upset at that are the reason you have your phones taken away at stand-up yes, gigs now. Because you can't take a fucking joke. I know. People. I agree. I agree. God damn it. If the world teaches us nothing yeah. else in 2020, learn to take a fucking joke. Yes, I agree. Good God. It's like it turned everybody into Megan McCain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, we have to talk about one more thing. And right. It's not fun, but oh, I would geez. be remiss if go. I did not address go. it. I was blocked by Gina Carano on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you people care about this. You and Olive care about this so much. Well, of course they do. Like, I'm sorry, but I know that I, I definitely recognize that this is totally generational. And it, it is. in your day, you did not have celebrities on social media with like their... Okay, this is why to me it's important. And to me, I was a little bit hurt by it and not even in a personal personal way but I was just hurt for other people I guess um when Cara Dune was first like 
shown on a poster and like mm -hmm. announced as a character and her casting was announced and they showed us like the first picture of her I had a friend of mine say how excited she was and like how emotional she felt because she had never seen um you know a plus-size woman like her in Star Wars in ever Star Wars. and so she Let was like wow a major role yes right? and she was like there's somebody who looks like me and she's playing a main role in a Star Wars thing. So that's really fucking cool. And, you know, I loved the character. I didn't have a personal connection to her in that way. I just really thought she was oh, cool. You were, you were all in. I was all in. Yeah. I just, I didn't like have anything to like connect with. Like I didn't, I don't have anything in common with Cara Doom, but I just thought she was super cool. And I still do. I still think the character ass. is awesome. I yeah. still love Cara Doom, but um, I also know that there were a lot of women who felt after, you know, The Last Jedi, when things became kind of as divided as they became, that were actually really embraced by Gina. And Variety did an article about all this, and they did a really good job, and I read it, and it was great. And there was one woman who, a Black woman who saw Cara Dune and was like, oh, she's so cool. I want to dress up as her. I want to cosplay as her. And she's like, you know, it's really hard to cosplay in the Star Wars fandom as a Black woman because when you dress up as the white characters, you just get a fucking onslaught of men being like, she's not Black. Like, yeah. she, you don't look like her. Like, whatever. And she said she dressed up as Cara Dune and she posted it. And Gina was like, you look awesome. Like, whatever. And that it meant a lot to her to be embraced by somebody who you know, is part cast. of the machine yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. And so I guess, and I know that, I mean, whatever. My point is, I think that Cara Dune and the Mandalorian has kind of gathered a fandom of like misfits and maybe people who felt marginalized. And when Cara Dune was announced, a lot of the sort of right wing side of the Star Wars fandom was like, oh, they just have to put a woman in everything. Fucking SJW pandering. Like, <laughs> like they just, and I remember. Little did they know. <laughs> and then I remember season two when they put her poster up, every reply was just some fandom menace bullshit being like, oh, you just have to put a woman in everything, whatever. And it was all of us being like, she's fucking awesome, leave her alone, like whatever. Right. And so then it was kind of a bit of a betrayal to have her like mocking those same people who had defended her for like a year being like, oh, beep, boop, beep, like whatever thing, transphobic thing she put in her display name. And like, obviously she's clearly a Trump supporter and is anti-mask and like all these things that I find um, unconscionable and whatever else. But I think, for me, the biggest disappointment was just that, For like... For those of you playing along at home, and Madeline's very emotional now, and she hasn't, like, drawn this out. For anyone who missed it, uh, yeah, very much anti-mask, very much yeah. right-leaning, which is her prerogative. Yeah. She is a human. Yeah. She's an actress, and we understand that she has her own agency. Yeah. Yes, yeah. This is something that I've actually been kind of scared to say. So, but it's like I've already been canceled. The whole Star Wars fandom kind of hates me. So I can kind of say what I want now. You no, know what the I mean? Ignorant part of Star you, Wars. You know Star what I mean? I can say kind of what I want now because it's, your it's podcast. like, you can say the fuck I know, but I'm saying like, I think even I have friends that would disagree with me on this. And like, I think that because she's a Trump supporter, 
I assume she's a bad person. I assume that she's the kind of person who would let racism slide and let, you know, 26 accusations of rape slide and like whatever else. But I think that, I don't know. Like you said, I think we need to, I don't know. If, If those views, if she wasn't, using her political beliefs as like a punching mechanism to like get back at like fans that disagree with her because there were people who were being really polite and she would just block them Mm -hmm. they would be like well this is what informs my opinion in like a really polite way and she would just block them I don't even think I would be as upset I would just be like oh well that's a bummer she doesn't share my political views but I, I don't have to be like upset about it. Like it is what it is. I think it was more that she was being rewarded for, you know, attacking already marginalized people within the fandom. Right. And then that the people that were like this fucking like woman SJW <laughs> bullshit. And, and she, she's like working with them now and being like thanks for all the amazing stuff you do to this guy who on his youtube channel had videos being like cara dune sjw bs like whatever and it's just because now they have somebody who's like an out republican within the star wars you know what i mean that's the part that hurts and is disappointing because it's like you have a, and you hate when I say stuff like this, but it's like you have a platform and you had the chance to, your political beliefs aside, lift people up and like create a space where even if I don't agree with you and I, I, you know, I find your political beliefs abhorrent, like you could have included those abhorrent people who I fucking hate and not be a dick to the people who lifted you up and like kept you where you were and were really excited about your characters. Like you didn't have to, I think, come down with the ax as hard as you did. You didn't have to. um... Yeah, I hear you. I'll say that's very, that's idealized and Mm -hmm. very easy to say Mm -hmm. on the outside when you're not there. I agree. In the middle of the maelstrom. Um, I'll just say two things about this that stick out to me listening to you. Um, number one is like, again, and we've talked about this before on this podcast, it's very generational. And I do think she is obviously older than you in regards to the relationship to social, like to you being blocked is so maybe not personal, but it's like, it speaks to character. Yeah. Whereas, and it's not, maybe not even generational. It's just like having lots of followers that all of a sudden you're inundated with people who vehemently disagree with whatever it is you're saying like yeah you go on a bit of a blocking spree or you start muting people or you start doing whatever like i'm not even close to that realm but i do have a number of people in the packers twitter sphere who like hate my fucking guts and come after me and throughout time i have learned how to call that like i yeah there's a whole large swath of people that i've muted and or blocked and you know, you get in like wherever you are, your relationship to Twitter, say it's, you know, evening time and you're on your phone on the sofa and people are being a dick to you. Yeah, you're going to block them or just being, you know, uh, antagonistic yes, to your yes. worldview. Right. So you're going to block, mute, yeah. block, block, mute. Yeah. Each one of those is just a keystroke. Yeah. To, to you sitting on the sofa, mm. but to the recipient, 
It's but the thing is, thing. I didn't, I didn't feel like she was blocking everyone. So I didn't no, feel special my, or anything. That, I didn't no, no, feel no, no, like, oh, that's my she blocked me. But that's my point. It says something to you that pro- and to anyone else who got blocked that probably didn't. Anyway, the genesis, mm. is a li- I would suspect, is a little different. The other thing, the other thing I wanted to say is it was very interesting to hear you bring up, um, you know, her support of Trump which obviously I would, okay. And for the record, for anyone who hasn't, who has just joined us recently, <laughs> um, I wouldn't piss on Trump if he was on fire. Yeah. I am fucking glad he lost. I hope he rots in hell. Yeah. Now that said, you equate her support of Trump to racism and rape. And those are the two examples you use. Yeah. There is a, I'm not saying she supports those things. No, 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 no. I just I said know, she's okay is, with letting them slide for the sake of her class. You know, but this is my point, though. This is my point. We don't know her from Adam. We've never met her. Yeah. We we don't know who well, she is as a human. Yeah. We don't. We don't. No, I, we no, know, I know she we supports don't. Trump. We know what. Well, we that's see, what I was going to say. We know what we see and glean from social media, yeah. right? Yeah. We also know that there is a like you mentioned earlier on this podcast. There is a group of Star Wars fans who hate you yeah right yeah who hate you who think you're a racist yes but i know you yeah i know you in life i've yeah. known you your whole life yeah i was gonna say and <laughs> i know you're not yeah but there's a group on the internet who will never meet you yeah who will always assume you are yeah so my thing is always when given the opportunity to not and i don't want to go all Chappelle on snl four years ago yeah. when he so give Trump a chance. You know, no. we all knew that was stupid. Yeah. And I'm not saying give her a chance. I'm just saying like that is something that's a a reaction or a gut feeling or a a I think innate reaction that we have to fight against. Yeah. This idea yeah. of okay, she clearly leans right. She's clearly a Trump supporter. Like as much as I want to say that makes her a horrible human being because I fucking hate Trump and I want him to die. Yeah. I I just, I can't live in a world where it's like that automatic association means she's a bad person. But here's my thing. This is what I was going to say. She said that she had a conversation with Pedro Pascal, who is also mm-hmm. on Twitter, and I mm-hmm. assume saw what was happening. Mm-hmm. And he put his pronouns in his bio know, as I a saw. response yeah. yep. to Gina putting that yep. beep boop bullshit in yep. hers. Yeah, yeah. And my assumption is that he had a conversation with her in good faith, being like, this is why you do this it. Is, yeah. And she even tweeted and said, I understand why I people do tweet. it, yeah, yeah. but you know, they're being mean and attacking me. So whatever, Yeah. which two things, first of all, just because people that are associated with a certain group are being mean to you does not mean that then you get to prey on why they're marginalized. Like if some, if a black person, which this is a good example with fucking me, a black person told me I should kill myself because I, this, that, and whatever. You dared to call out massage. Yes. And, but it's a, I don't call them the N-word because of that. I don't right. have any racist tendencies because of that. Right. I'm not angry at them. I don't make fun of their heritage or their race. I say that's a shitty thing to do. And right. that's the difference. It's like she could have been like, you're being really, you know, 
narrow-minded you're not listening right. to me whatever right. she could have defended herself in any a number of ways but she chose to pick on the part of the person that right. is already like yes exactly and that's i think really shitty what i was going to say is and this is what i think is kind of controversial and i don't feel like a lot of people agree with me is i think i could have lived with her being this like trump supporter like whatever just do what you want like nobody's going to change your mind if four years after his presidency if you still support him nobody's going to change your mind not even pedro pascal you know what i mean it is <laughs> not even it is. one of the sexiest men yeah, I know. the mandalorian is not going to change your mind <laughs> at that point you know what i mean but the way that i would have handled it personally not that i can even imagine being in that, that position of like i'm a trump mm. supporter being attacked online but I think I just would have left some room, left some cushion room to be like, you don't have to agree with me, but I can still elevate you and like use my I position know. to like, you know what I mean? That's a very idealized way of looking at it though. I know, but it's, I'm just saying. It's I know, like, I know, I know. I, I totally. And I think, I, totally I think, agree. I think that her, the way that she went about it was very much like, I'm 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 excited because I'm being rewarded by a different subsection right. of fandom yeah, yeah, for yeah. shitting on you guys. Well, here's the you thing know about, what I mean? Instead of the, being a little bit more wait, wait, poised here's and the, graceful, yes, yeah, blah blah blah, poised my ass. Okay, here's the other thing. This is a thirty thousand foot view, which is actually where I really come down on this. As I was watching it with Olive earlier this week, when she makes her appearance. And Olive goes off about, oh, I don't like her anymore, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't give a shit what she does off screen. Like, yeah. I truly don't. When I'm watching Star Wars, I don't okay. care. Okay. I Here's don't the thing. care. Here's the thing. I'm looking at the character. I I don't care. In ter- okay. I can still watch the show and enjoy Cara Dune scenes. I enjoyed her scenes in the most recent episode. I I enjoyed watching her because I fucking love the character. I still do. It doesn't change the the character at all. That being said, I do think that it's less generational and more to do with the fact that you are the most catered to type of person within the Star Wars fandom that it's easier for you to have that separation because it's not actively like infringing on your experience of like consuming anything. Whereas I think I've had the experience of like, if somebody with a big name within the Star Wars community, like an actor says something to, I don't know, shit on your subsection of fandom, it drastically changes your experience and it changes the minds of people who are in the decision rooms who are like, we're not going to um, be inclusive inclusive of those people anymore. That's why I think it's like important and why we talk about it and why it makes it sometimes a little bit difficult to deal with because it's like, I if I were a trans person, I would be nervous because I'm like, if they have her there, then it's like, and also with the rumors of fucking Rosario Dawson, obviously, who was accused of uh, transphobic hate crime, two people who are transphobic in one show, I would be fucking nervous because I would be like, we are getting, the needle is moving in the opposite way towards the inclusion of people like me within the fandom and within the on-screen saga. Yeah, I would just be nervous. And, and, And that's why I think it's like, it's it's See, i know sometimes again, it's ridiculous but... I, get, I get it i do think yes it is somewhat 
to do with the fact that, yeah, I'm a straight white male. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yep, here I am. That is correct. They do cater to me. All you got to do is watch The Mandalorian to fucking yeah, feel that. Yeah. And that is like zero doubt about it. But I also know that your relationship, your generation's relationship with mass media is so fucking different because yes. you have access because you I know think those things what these people are thinking. Though. I no, think, but they do. Like, but like the idea that you even know what the hell any actor's political beliefs are yeah, yeah. outside of save the rainforest, which is yeah. when I grew up, I knew Sting wanted to save the rainforest. Yeah. You know, that was it. I knew yeah. Bono wanted to save but also, and Peter can I just wanted say, human rights. Also, like, that can, was I, it. can I just say part of it also is not even about the mass media. It is literally about Trump and like, I think that back in the day, like, obviously I was younger, so I wasn't paying attention as much, but like, I didn't know what celebrity was voting for Romney or Obama because it wasn't as, it wasn't as life or death. Now it's like, if you're a Trump supporter, that doesn't mean, oh, you're a Republican and you have different political beliefs than me. It means you're you're a a fucking cult. It means you have a fundamentally different version of just fucking morality. You know what I mean? It is a completely different world so if a celebrity it was like that chris pratt thing where all his fucking marvel friends all jumped in and was like he's a good guy i'm a straight white guy i would know it's like (laughs) similar to fucking ellen when all those celebrities were like i'm ashton kutcher and ellen has always been really nice to me it's like no shit well she hasn't been accused of being mean to ashton kutcher so thank god it's like do you know what i mean i think i think that's also part of it i can't believe this last half hour has been (laughs) i know but i just mean the political landscape is so fraught and that people are so wary because we i think people now are so scared to give their hard earned dollars and cents and time and energy and investment to people who are propping up this guy who's fucking ruining the world i get that i I get the wariness i i I get it i guess but i also don't buy it because like i said i wouldn't piss on trump if he was on fire but if someone who is a trump supporter is really fucking good in a role I don't give a shit. I'll go watch it. And I'll go enjoy it. I don't care. Well, it depends though. Cause it's not even about, are you a Trump supporter? A good example is, you know, the West side story remake that was supposed yeah, to come out this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, I'll leave my beef with Rachel Zegler aside for now, <laughs> right. but um, Ansel Elgort was obviously supposed to play Tony. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what's going on with that movie. Obviously they have tried to sweep it under the rug cause it was supposed to be coming out next month. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do because he was accused of like three counts of rape, right? And and then there was this big debate on Twitter where it was like, people were, some people were like, we all have to go see this movie anyways, because there are lots of Latinx actors in it who worked really hard and like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know, if I were a victim of sexual assault, I wouldn't do it just to support Latinx people. I wouldn't want to stare at a rapist for three hours. Sorry. Like, you know what I mean? And so that's where I think it's different, especially after me too. It's like, some of it isn't even about, we can't keep propping these people up. It's like, first of all, just ignoring the culture that exists. That's the thing though. You're not propping them up. This is like- If I go see an Ansel Elgort led movie, I know we're getting into something different now. I'm just going to leave it at, if I go see an Ansel Elgort led movie from here on, I am 100% propping him up. 
I'm going to say, I'm going and I'm you showing. You better not do business with any banks. Then, I'm showing. Because they all lend to people and pay people salaries who are I'm, awful human beings. But I'm saying, I'm showing. No banks for Madeline. No, but I'm saying, I'm showing studios. I want to go see more Ansel no, Elgort movies. No, you're not. You're going to see a movie because it's a story. I'm saying I want to see more Ansel Elgort movies. And I don't. I don't no want him to get any like more that. jobs. Not another human on this earth other than people who are obsessed to a fucking unhealthy degree with social media read it that way. I don't think that's true. Well, that's what well, we'll disagree on that. But <laughs> regardless, I'm right and you're wrong. That's usually how this ends. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. All right. you have any final thoughts for everyone before we take off? No, I don't. Well, we'll probably do this again, what, when Mandalorian ends yeah. the season and we bitch about how we would have done it all. Different. Yes, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks bye. for listening, everyone. Bye. May the force be with you.